The National Desk, Conversations, America's News Now. I'm Jan Jeffcoat, and welcome to episode 63 of the National Desk Conversations. Every weekday, we invite newsmakers onto our morning television broadcast to discuss topics everybody's talking about. On today's podcast, we revisit our conversation with Ohio Congressman Warren Davidson. Ohio congressman proposed new legislation aimed directly at the suppliers and importers of illegal drugs that are killing Americans at the fastest pace in history. Congressman Warren Davidson joining us right now to discuss the Stop the Cartels Act. Congressman, welcome back to the National Desk. Great to see you. Great to see you as well. Thank you. First, the CDC has reported fentanyl overdose is now the leading cause of death for American adults between the ages of 18 and 45. It is a huge problem in this country. So tell us about your legislation. How would, it, how would this legislation even work? Well, the, the, the tragedy is these people are taking things that they don't think are poison. A lot of these are first-time users of things that they think are benign, uh, like Xanax, and the drugs are bad in the first place, but now they're poisoned with fentanyl. The cartels control the market, and they control the black market, not just for drugs, but for um, trafficking across the border. Uh, the New York Times had a report at the end of uh, July that said under Trump, uh, they were the cartels were making about $500 million trafficking people across the border every year. Uh, but under Joe Biden, that's projected to be around 13 billion uh, per year. So a 26-fold increase in the amount of money the cartels are making off of really bad policies. So, you know, border security is national security. This doesn't directly deal with border security. We have bills that do that. It doesn't reform immigration directly. What it does is it targets intelligence collection. So it treats cartels as enemies of our country on par with ISIS. And that allows sanctions against uh, organizations and individuals that support cartels, uh, like banks. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of money moving between uh, people in Sinaloa, for example, Sinaloa, Mexico. Okay, so this uh, is next. It, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say. So that's how you're going to hold Mexico accountable for their weakened intelligence sharing. But where does China fit into to your legislation? Because we know a majority of fentanyl in the world is also manufactured in China. Yeah, so they, they, they provide all the precursor chemicals uh, overwhelmingly. It's coming out of China. And when you look at, you know, not just banks that are there, but you know, individuals and, and organizations, this would include the Chinese communist uh, suppliers who are shipping the, the, the drugs into the cartels, and in part because they know what it's going to do to our own country. Uh, so just like we target anybody that would provide, um, you know, aid to ISIS, Al-Qaeda, uh, you know, people that we consider enemies of our country, uh, this doesn't you know, kind of falsely label the cartels as terrorists, uh, but it does treat them as enemies of our country uh, with the same transnational criminal organizations that have, uh, you know, are, are, are contributing to the deaths of American citizens. I mean, over 100,000 people last year, as you highlighted. So horrible tragedy, but it also disrupts their flow of people across the border. So there's a court decision called Flores that made it so, um, you know, you can't hold minors for more than 48 hours. So what this led to is a black market for kids. And so the cartels would use kids and circulate them on both sides of the border because they know if they're traveling with a minor, they won't be stopped. And this, this has also led to you know families that are genu genuinely traveling and maybe genuinely refugees um, you know, being separated. And so this would um, end that separation policy and allow people to stay together uh, as a family unit at the border uh, until their hearing. Um, and that could be months, frankly, 
but then if they say, well, I can't stay here for months, then you can be released into Mexico. You, by all means, go back to Mexico, but you can't be released into the United States. And then the last thing is, is it, it bundles all the block grants and gives them to states, and it gives them to states that are actually going to cooperate with supporting our border security and, and immigration policies. Yeah, and in fact, I was reading that it also increases state flexibility to fight the opioid epidemic by doubling, uh, as you mentioned, the funding for states here. I know you sit on the Financial Services Committee. How much will that cost, and where would that money come from? It comes from existing programs, uh, and um, you know it pulls it pulls fun funds that are going to all these uh, disparate agencies and uh, gives them to states directly. So instead of the federal government kind of bypassing state governments uh, to go to police departments, schools, you know every kind of organization in the world, uh, it gives it to the states. And fundamentally, this will be able to be very focused and directed. And maybe the problem in some states is demand. You know, uh, the cartels are supplying stuff that American citizens are buying. How do we get people off the stuff? Uh, you know, it truly is compassionate to get people off of drugs. It's wrecking their lives. It's keeping them out of gainful employment in many cases. And so uh, states could have the flexibility to direct it if they're actually going to cooperate with our federal enforcement of border security and immigration policies. Congressman Davis, Ohio, not a border state, but we know this crisis is affecting every state in our country. From a personal level, how has this border crisis affected your state? Gosh, it's killing, uh, it's killing young people and frankly, across all ages, but most directly for me, you know, I have a good friend, uh, you know, Mark and Christy Murphy, their daughter, Lizzie, 21 years old. Uh, she took a party drug, Xanax, uh, you know, not something you should take off label, uh, something people do, uh, but it was laced with fentanyl. And that's what people need to know. These drugs are poisoned uh, and and it, it is really killing people. Um, it's led to changes in the drug market and people are moving the drugs in a way that uh, is increasingly lethal. And uh, you know we have to really look at it as a societal issue. What's causing these um, demand for you know addictive substances? And you highlighted earlier the pandemic, while we were making progress prior to the pandemic, the pandemic really saw a massive escalation in thoughts of suicide successful and people that commit suicide uh, and it also led to you know more fatal overdoses it really was a rough period for our country and i think we have to come together and get out of that all right congressman warren davidson from the great state of ohio we appreciate you joining us this morning thank you thank you That's episode 63 of the National Desk Conversations. Join me each weekday morning from 6 to 11 Eastern for the National Desk, America's News Now. Check your local listings or you can stream it on our website, thenationaldesk.com. Our podcast comes out twice a week with fresh newsmaker interviews. The conversation continues. Until next time, from the National Desk, I'm Jan Jeffcoat.